my son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, everybody? This is the MMA Daily Blitz. I am Milan Jordan. The MMA Daily Blitz, always brought to you by Fanstream Sports, powered by DSP Media. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can check out our YouTube page, and you can follow me on Twitter also, at Milan Jordan. All right, the only major promotion in action last weekend was a UFC Fight Night event on Saturday night at the Apex in Las Vegas. Uh, the main event, uh, some controversy here. It was a, a matchup of top 10 flyweights, uh, and it was uh, seventh-ranked Amir Albazi, uh, improving to 17-1, and remaining undefeated in the UFC as he defeated Kai Kaur France by split decision. And uh, this ends a uh, three, uh, excuse me, this is the second straight loss for Kai Kaur France after winning three in a row. Albazi, meanwhile, uh, has won 14 of his 16 wins, have been finishes, uh, this one going the distance. Uh, he's had five straight wins overall, all in the UFC. And now his four-fight uh, UFC winning streak at flyweight is tied with Muhammad Mokayev for the longest active streak in the division, uh, in the division, I should say, Kyle France. Again, has suffered two of his four losses in the UFC, have been by decision. I mentioned a little controversial. Uh, again, it was a split decision uh, uh, with Albazi coming out on top, but a lot of people watching the fight thought that Kai Kaur France won this fight and came out later in the week saying that this cost him $100,000 because he's a top three, uh, number three ranked uh, uh, flyweight. Would have improved his stock there. Uh, also uh, getting a, a win bonus. Uh, instead, he he just gets a show bonus. And, and look, this is another reason to, to have open scoring uh, in in the UFC and, and some other regional promotions will have it, but some of the major promotions having open scoring this way because you can't assume how the judges are scoring the fight. This way you know after each round, okay, I won that fight, I, I won that round. Or a fighter could be like, oh, I lost that round. Okay, I know what I could have done different. You have an idea. Like, okay, I tried going for the takedowns and well okay that didn't mean a lot unless i actually score those takedowns or whatever uh so just another uh another uh, uh point in the argument they have open scoring but nonetheless uh, amir Abazi uh ends up getting the win again by split decision uh elsewhere in the um, on the main event for this ufc fight night card at the apex another featherweight clash uh alex caceres defeated daniel pineda by unanimous decision, Caceres, Bruce Leroy has now won seven of eight 
Uh, his 11 victories in featherweight competition are tied for the fourth most in UFC divisional history Be- behind uh, Max Holloway's 19, Darren Elkins 16, and Cub Swanson's 16. Uh, 10 of his 16 UFC, vi- UFC victories for Alex Caceres have been by decision. So he's got cardio for days. He's proven that. Meanwhile, Pineda, he fell to 2-2 two and two with no- one no contest uh, since he returned to the UFC for a second stint uh, a couple of years back. Uh, four of his six losses in the UFC have been by decision. And then, well, this next fight, it's going to take me longer talking about it than the actual fight. Uh, Jim Miller defeated Jesse Butler by knockout just 23 seconds of the very first round. Jim Miller, longtime UFC fighter, uh, 36 and 17 now overall, 25 and 16 in the UFC. His 25 victories in UFC competition are the most in company history. Uh, he has 22 wins in UFC lightweight competition. That's the most in divisional history. Uh, some more history for Jim Miller. Uh, his 17 stoppage victories in UFC competition are second most in company history behind Charles Oliveira's 19. By the way, Charles Oliveira fights this weekend. More on that a little bit later. And also, uh, Jim Miller, his uh, 15 stoppage victories in UFC lightweight competition are the most in divisional history. And after the fight, Jim Miller talking about he would love to fight on the UFC 300 card. And, you know, why not? That'll be a big one coming up. Uh, obviously, we don't have a date set yet, but you figure probably like early next year, uh, UFC 300 is the way things are progressing with pay-per-views. So uh, sometime uh, in 2024, and Jim Miller would love to be on that card. And why not? He certainly earned it. Uh, one of the mo- most longest tenured UFC fighters in history. Uh, and again, just uh, still racking up wins and still, you know, putting out great performances, even this late in his career. Again, this uh, 23 uh, seconds of this fight, he knocks out his opponent, uh, Jesse Butler. All right, rest of the card here on the main card. Uh, Tim Elliott defeated Victor Altamirano by unanimous decision. He's now won four of his last five. All of these uh, wins for Elliott going the distance. Uh, in a women's flyweight fight, uh, Karini Silva beat Caitlin Souza. Uh, by knee bar, just a buck 45 into the first round. All 16 of Karine's Silva's wins have been by stoppage, 12 of which coming in round one. So a quick win, nothing new for uh, Karine Silva. Meanwhile, for uh, Ketlin Souza, all four of her losses have been by stoppage. Uh, and the latest coming in this battle of Brazilians, again, with Karine Silva winning a minute 45 in round number one via knee bar. All right, looking ahead to this weekend, the 2023 PFL season resumes. Uh, Last week, the PFL was in the headlines, uh, but not in a good way. Uh, Nine PFL fighters were suspended after testing positive for banned substances. Wiped out a couple of fights that were scheduled for this Thursday due to both fighters in the matchup testing positive. Biggest name here, the defending light heavyweight champ, Rob Wilkinson. He tested positive, uh, as did his opponent for this week, Will Fleury. Uh, Tiago Santos against... Uh, Mohamed Fakhredin, and uh, but those two fights uh, both wiped out as all four of those fighters uh, tested positive for banned substances. Now, as for the fights that are still intact this Thursday, well, it's a card featuring the featherweight and light heavyweight divisions for PFL uh, 4 of 2023. Uh, the main event will be a featherweight matchup as last year's featherweight champ Brennan Lochnane, 26 and 4, will take on Jesus Pinedo. Uh, the co-main event also in the featherweight division as Movlit Habalayev takes on Tyler Diamond. Uh, 
Habaliyev is a 20 and 0 with one no contest. Uh, a light heavyweight matchup on the main card. You got Martin Hamlet taking on Sam Kai. Then on to Saturday, we get a day off on Friday. Then Saturday, uh, more MMA action as uh, the UFC's next pay per view, UFC 289 in Vancouver, British Columbia, will be uh, taking place. Uh, first appearance in Vancouver since 2019. Uh, the main event is for the women's bantamweight title as champion Amanda Nunez, who was originally supposed to face Juliana Pena in a trilogy fight, but Pena suffered an injury. So now in steps in number five ranked Irene Aldana. And Aldana, uh, she is 14 and six heading into this fight. Matchup of a couple of really good strikers. Uh, eight of Aldana's 14 wins have been by TKO, while 13 of Nunez's 22 wins have also been by knockout. So, uh, great main event on tap for UFC 289. Co main event look, this is a fight that could headline any fight card. Uh, it's co main event in this pay per view in the lightweight division. Uh, top ranked contender Charles Oliveira. Takes on Benil Dariush. Oliveira 33 and 9. Benil Dariush 22 4 and 1. Now, Oliveira, he had fought in four straight title fights prior to this weekend. Uh, his last fight was a submission loss to Islam Makhchaev at UFC 280 that ended uh, Oliveira's 11 fight win streak and gave Makhchaev, uh, uh, Makachev, excuse me, a, uh, a win uh, and the title for the lightweight division. Meanwhile, uh, Benil Dariush. He's riding an eight-fight win streak. Uh, you can expect some fireworks in Saturday's co-main. Dariush uh, spoke with the media on Wednesday leading up to this fight, uh, and he says he was told that he would get a title shot against Islam uh, Makachev in October with him win all over Oliveira come Saturday night. But uh, first things first, he's got a very tough opponent in store, and this should be a, a great fight in the co-main event between Charles Oliveira and Benil Dariush. Uh, the rest of the uh, main card has got some Canadians, uh, as expected, on the card. Uh, Mike Mallott will take on Adam Fugit in a welterweight matchup. Uh, Mallett has won five straight. All nine of his career wins have been finishes, five submissions, four knockouts, while Fugit has wins in five of his last six fights with three knockouts and two submissions. So, you know, a lot of times we see guys who are known to have, uh, you know, finished fights, and then when they meet up, ends up going the distance, but... We'll see if this will be another quick fight or this will go the distance and be entertaining in the welterweight division. Uh, the featherweight matchup, we have a uh, number 13, Dan Ige, taking on Nate Landwehr as Landwehr looks to move into the top 15 with the win. Uh, it's a classic wrestler versus striker matchup. Again, Dan Ige, 16-6. and six. And opening things up on the UFC 289 main card, uh, it's a middleweight matchup. Eric Anders taking on Mark andre Berrio. Speaking of uh, middleweights, uh, well, former middleweight champ. Last time we saw Chris Weidman in the octagon was way back in April of 2021 when he suffered a vicious, a gruesome compound fracture and broken leg after throwing a kick just seconds into his fight against Uriah Hall. Well, since then, Weidman, he's undergone multiple surgeries, including getting a rod and a plate being put in his leg. Well, after nearly two years of rehab, uh, the 38-year-old Weidman returned to competition uh, this past March in a grappling event. Well, now Weidman will be returning to MMA competition. Yep, the former middleweight champ is scheduled to take on Brad Tavares at UFC 292, August 19th in Boston. Of course, that's a card that's headlined by Weidman's teammate, Bantamweight champ Aljamain Sterling, as he'll take on Sean O'Malley. But uh, good to see Chris Weidman, uh, one of the more popular fighters in the UFC. Of course, this is Chris Weidman who uh, ended Anderson Silva's long reign 
in the middleweight division and uh, in the rematch, beat him again. Uh, and so it's good to see Chris Wyman. And again, this was a, just a, an ugly injury, but he was determined to come back to the octagon and uh, come this August. Uh, looks like that will happen again. UFC 292, Chris Wyman back in the octagon, taking on Brad Tavares. So that should be uh, uh, really good to see. All right, folks, well, that'll do it for this episode of the MMA Daily Blitz, brought to you by Fanstream Sports, powered by DSP Media. By all means, like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you consume your podcast. Follow me on Twitter, at Milan Jordan. As always, I thank you for checking out the MMA Daily Blitz. Enjoy the fights this weekend. I will talk to you later.